Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See, next to me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. For at the table means we're not alone, which means I'm in a better mood. Because I mean, I just don't think that's directly... really mean because you have legitimately been in a bad mood this entire time <laughs> since you came home. Very so true. now I really do think that it's me. Like, no. I do think that I'm like the reason no, you're in a bad mood. I just associate it with you because. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> because like like I come home and it's like God, I have this headache still. I was like, oh, and then there it's she not is. Get yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, joining us over Zoom today is is the most lovely couple. Uh, the antithesis of us. Yes, is the, what I'm calling it. This fall on NBC, the antithesis of us. <laughs> it is the couple. This ain't us. <laughs> this ain't us. <laughs> Do they die from like an instant pot instead of like the crock pot? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a great deep cut. This is us reference for all you <laughs> fans. Really good. We're like a season and a half behind, and we probably never will catch up. But yes, I've never seen a single episode. Oh, well, <laughs> just, just, if just... you want to cry, tune in. Watch the first season and then don't watch anything else. Joining oh, I'm sorry, us, but we have been introduced yet. You're yeah, good. You you're good. Samantha, Samantha always screws this part up. I so that's why I should really handle it. Up, so you're fine. Don't worry about it. Joining, us, screwed up. joining us in Chicago Thanks, is. He's always been my favorite. Is <laughs> That's recording, but just factually it's accurate. It's fine. Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, one of my longest, closest friends uh, going on, uh, God, like 20 years probably almost at this point. Almost, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Tony Colt, uh, the, the co-host of the Blank Slate here on the Arcade mm-hmm. Audio Network of mm-hmm. Podcasts. You've heard him across all kinds of podcasts, and he's joined by his lovely and fantastic wife, Julia oh. Colt. Or is it Julia Julia Colt Bobo? Julia Bobo Colt? It would be Bobo Colt if it Just, was anything, because Tony's name is not Colt Bobo. Trust me, I really wanted a hard push for him to be named Tony Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds really good. It right? really does. I mean, um, no, I went with straight Colt. I got teased enough with Bobo as growing up. Oh, girl, so. you're telling me this is. Yeah. <laughs> so my maiden name is Canal, and so my nickname all growing up through like middle school and stuff was Birth. Oh. Like a birth canal. Yeah, birth canal. Well, yeah. you really traded up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, you're well. You're welcome for the mullet now. Oh, thanks. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing in Chicago? We're well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> very, very welcome. Uh, well, if you're new here to the podcast, normally it's just Samantha and I that are uh, watching a random movie from our just ridiculously large movie collection, yes. and we talk about our lives. We have fun. We and uh, starting a couple months ago, we started uh, spicing I guess- it up because it was. It was dragging a little bit. <laughs> no, we realized yes. that we had we had so many people that we hadn't had on the show that I wanted to mm-hmm. to you know expand our horizons yeah. with. Mm-hmm. So every month we have a guest star on the show in September, 
it is uh tony's birthday basically uh the yesterday from when people are hearing this yes. mm-hmm. um so it, everyone wish him a happy birthday yes wish tony cole a happy birthday hey, wherever you. Yeah, happy birthday you. you're also the first uh the first couple we've had in the guest star series we've had uh tope we've had augie we've had just we've all had individual people um in various degrees of of being Not single or otherwise correct um so, so you guys are the first actual couple we've had on the show since our friends uh, Steve and Lolly uh, many many years ago, who yeah. live here in town with us. So uh, no pressure at all. No, we are we are also married with movies, so we're happy to be on the show. Great. Well, that that leads into our first. Uh, each guest we've kind of had like tackled two questions kind of before we get into like the meat and potatoes of the the podcast, which is the movie that you guys selected essentially. Um, which is what have you guys been watching lately uh both in the realm of <laughs> movies but also outside of movies um of course the world of movies has largely you know been at our uh, our homes as of late but we've recently started venturing out and seeing a couple of movies in theaters so if you've done that awesome if not what, what are you seeing in terms of uh, feature films well I came prepared because I <laughs> write it down or I wouldn't be able to remember the title. She has a full-blown dry erase clipboard <laughs> list, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So feature films. The feature films, and these are these three are the ones we have seen in the theaters. Beautiful. So we, we masked up, we went to the Logan Square Theater, mm-hmm. and we saw a quiet place too. Nice. Which was our first like movie back in the theater. Tony loves movie theaters. I like him too, but you know, like he's like really gung ho about it. Absolutely. We also saw In the Heights. Oh, you saw that in theaters. Awesome. In theaters, so fun. And then we saw The Green Knight. Ooh, the Dev that, Patel. That Dev Patel movie? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh. David Lowry. Um, I haven't seen any of his films, but I've always wanted to see one of his films, and I heard that was great. Was that great? Yeah, it was. It was uh, yeah, it was really trippy. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was like if uh, it was like if Terrence Malick and Ridley Scott made an Arthurian legend. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm probably never gonna. Yeah, you would hate that. You hate that. Three things. Well, no, two. I like Arthurian. Sure. Like, it's it was, a little slow, but it's beautiful to look at, and it it's interesting true. to think about. Um, the action is shot really strangely. <laughs> Have you oh, seen the cool. uh, uh, David Lowry? Do you know what David Lowry looks like? He is one of the no. creepiest looking dudes I've ever seen. He's like, or at least his Wikipedia page. Uh, he's bald with like uh, like a twisty handlebar mustache. He looks he looks like um, Jackie Earl Haley has like a thin like strong man gimmick. <laughs> Does that make okay. sense? Okay. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, yep. Oh, no, it's not twisty anymore. Yep. Sam figured, found him. And uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoa. He, uh, that looks like a Daniel Day-Lewis part. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Well, good. I'm glad you guys, I, I was curious. That was one of those movies that, you know, was on like awards talks like 16 months ago. <laughs> and then yeah. just, you know, everything escaped in terms of planning and then yeah. it just kind of got dumped out and that was what just a few weeks ago probably you guys saw that right yeah maybe a month ago month and a half something like that yeah, yeah. that was really good um i've been to the theater to see a uh, a repertory screening of the third man the orson Ooh. wells joe Ooh. cotton uh carol reed directed graham green written masterpiece of film noir went with our buddy rudy 
Shout out to Rudy, who'll probably be on the show one day. I, I originally heard that as The Sixth Man, which is a uh, college basketball comedy we did uh, about four or five years ago, starring Kadeem Hardison and Marlon Wayans. I was like, why did Tony go see The Sixth Man in theaters? <laughs> Marlon Wayans as Danielle Marshall, The Sixth Man. <laughs> Wait, fuck, is that last name Marshall? No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, and I watched School of Rock yesterday. Beautiful. Awesome. I. I it's a great movie. I'm ashamed to say I've never seen that movie before. There's there's a few like big okay. movies, especially considering the fact that like I I lived with a signed School of Rock poster for over those how long because of Rich. Who's, oh, Rich. Rich. That that yeah. makes sense. He just signed it himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jack Black that signed it. Jack um, Black gave him power of attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that Julia pointed out uh, how much Tony loves to go like to the theaters. Because yeah. if I had to make a <laughs> list of like the person I've had the craziest like theater experiences with, mm-hmm. it's probably Tony Colt. Yeah. Like every time the two of us go to a movie, just something happens. Yeah. <laughs> something happens. Either the happening happens. <laughs> Spider Man Three happens. Oh, yes. No. Even even if it's nothing big like that, uh, the one that jumps off the my mind immediately is we went to go see the uh, the like indie prestige award season movie Venus back in like, oh no with Peter O'Toole yeah and t- it's probably like two thousand six two thousand seven seven I think yeah yeah it was a, a Peter O'Toole maybe his last film role ever he got nominated it was it was Oscar. his last role yeah uh, he's just like this old pervert who like you know falls in love with this young girl. It was the two of us and one other guy in the theater, which sounds about right. And we're like, near the it was front. a matinee screening of a prestige art house film in Gainesville in 2007. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I was working there, so we didn't pay. That, that <laughs> makes it that thing. makes it a little more better. Yeah, like, I was freeloading, so yeah. it's even more pathetic. <laughs> we're near like the front or the middle, and this guy is like all the way in the back. So we don't know what he's doing. So it's yeah. it's near the end of the movie. And spoiler alert, it's Peter O'Toole's last movie. So of course he's like dying at the end of it. And like as this dramatic, you know, sad death scene is taking place, from the back of the theater, we hear the loudest a clear fart. A clear, unquestionable fart. I think the way Tony said it in the moment afterwards was there's no way in hell he didn't lift his cheek up. Was <laughs> <laughs> that? And it's just the three of us in this theater, and we're both sitting there like, like convulsing, like shaking. Yeah. Then you fell over, and I fell over on you, and like we just needed to be out of sight of the person who just farted at the end of Venus. So as soon as as soon as like the first credit hit, like directed by fucking whatever. We bolted for that door and <laughs> fell down in like the hallway out of eyesight. It's like, how the fuck does dude fucking blast a fart in the middle of fucking Venus? Yeah. Disrespecting Peter O'Toole like that. Uh, it was a fair review of that movie. I, neither one of us were fans. <laughs> I was gonna say it was it was it was pretty reflective of the denouement of the film. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched anything since we last recorded, right? I don't think, I don't think we have. Why am I thinking? I feel, I feel like we're forgetting something or missing no, something. No, well, we've watched a couple of things. Oh, we did. No, yes, we did. We did. We watched Vacation oh, yeah, Friends. We, watch Vacation we watched Vacation Friends on Hulu Friday night. Yes, Vacation awesome. Friends? Yeah. That one? It, uh, that one is John Cena. John Cena, Lil Rel Howery. Um, okay. it is, 
basically i would say like a spiritual successor to palm springs yeah, not okay. nowhere near as good of an actual script or you know quality yeah. of film but, but it made me laugh. just I a mean... super fun stupid you know yeah. like romantic r-rated comedy that is really easy to knock out it's already gotten greenlit for a sequel i believe it was the the most really? streamed like awesome. uh, comedy new comedy of 2021 already yeah uh, so it's it pretty fun. popular. Cena, uh, John Cena is like having a fucking year. Sure is. Go figure. It's just one of those movies where like everybody wants to go make it because you just get to go on vacation to like Hawaii or whatever to make it, right? Yeah. yeah. They were in Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. And Lowell. And great. Cruz is going. John Cena's going. Everybody. <laughs> Rich, is, I think Rich reviewed it to me the best where he was like, uh, it's just fun to see like Lorel be like a Ben Stiller character yeah. in like a comedy. It's just like, he just crushes it. Yeah. yeah so check, <laughs> check, check, check that, that shit out. out. Uh, and yeah. in terms of like other, other viewing experiences, nothing, still no, I know like the TV season is like started, but we like, there's nothing really Survivor new. Doesn't start, oh, so uh, the TV season it, doesn't start until Survivor <laughs> starts. Oh, uh, week, what are your guys' regular viewing in terms of television shows as of late? Oh, <laughs> board. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. we, uh, so like all the other uh, crazy perverts without children, uh, we've been watching the Formula One show on Netflix. What is that? It's called Formula One Drive to Survive. It's been really sweeping uh, a lot of people that we know, and we kind of caught the bug, so... Oh. Is it a, is it a racing show? Yeah, it's documentary it, style. This is what F one ra- F one racing is, and like, it focuses on different racers each episode, mm-hmm. and you get like really into it. And they like go through the drama behind the like with the cap or not the captains, but with the managers and all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, cool. it's really fascinating. I have never felt more old and out of touch in this moment <laughs> right now. It's like, like yeah, like the hot Netflix thing is this, and it's like uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I say this is all the perverts without kids who are just like, well, I don't know. What do you want to watch? We got free time. What do you want to watch? <laughs> God, that'd be great. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh Augie was trying to tell me about one. Uh, uh oh has Nef- has Netflix started like their own like 30 for 30 essentially called Untold? Uh they did because they're because that's the same uh, Malice. They did the Malice, but they also did another one. It's like some like mob like basically this mob this mafioso bought like a double a hockey team or something um and the way the story plays out is like they basically make the team into the mighty ducks but like r-rated and adults there's also like a wrestling tie-in where like this the the mob guy was so like powerful he got like the rock to show up at his kid's birthday party like in 1999 i thought you guys did this movie with augie it's called Slapshot. oh (laughs) right sorry (laughs) Uh, now the rock just heard that and he's going to remake Slapshot. Oh Great. Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was the, the, the weird like sports thing, but huh? Formula one, huh? Oh, great. I'll get sucked into it. Yeah, you sure will. I'm a sucker. You can gamble for... on it too. I mean, <laughs> oh, don't tell it to me. We're going to get legalized sports gambling. So now you're on the record as being the reason why Samantha is mad at you. <laughs> We've been making insane bets for years and you know it, and I won't even talk about most of them. I know. I know. And then just to give you a, a, a better uh, a better profile of, of each one of you, uh, what are some of your like all time uh, favorites in terms of like shows and, and whatnot? Oh. oh, look, now you threw her off. It's on our clipboard. Uh, I wasn't prepared for all time favorites. I have other shows. I will. Oh, yeah. If you if you have more for oh, yeah, currently, please, stuff, yeah, please. Um, yeah, we kind of bogarted it with the Formula One talk. 
All right. So I typically I'm like awake for an hour or two in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll be watching a show that I know that Tony does not really want to watch with me. Mm-hmm. And so my three, my top three that I've really enjoyed. One, Mableworth Murders. Uh, is that like a BBC show? Okay. It sounds like it. <laughs> it totally does. It's uh, supposed to be. It's if 30 Rock took on Murder, She Wrote. Ooh. And so it's by the creators of 30 Rock. It was originally created for Quibi. Of course it was. R.I.P. Quibi. Yeah. And Roku picked it up. We have a Roku TV. And so I'm able to watch this Mableworth murder show. Check out this it Quibi stars, show on Roku. It says Paul, <laughs> Paul Appel. Paul Appel plays this like um, Mrs. Marple. Mrs. Marple, did you ever read any of those? Okay. Yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. She plays this kind of like funny British lady. And then she has like a a niece who comes and stays with her. And she like so, solves matters. And the reason why I was so struck by it, and I only Tony to, to demonstrate with me, is that I've never seen a show in the pilot make this joke. Tony, can can you make your hands like this for me? And so in the pilot, which is Fred Armisen and somebody else, they do the like look through their hands joke. Do you know what this? Okay, I've never yeah. seen a TV show do that before, and I laughed. Um, <laughs> another show I really enjoyed, another Thirty Rock spinoff is girls five eva i've heard that's great it's and i've wanted to watch it a joke factory yeah. it's ridiculous a lot of people um, were mad it got snubbed at the emmys for most things yes it's it's extreme check it on peacock peacock on your roku tv <laughs> no, hey well we have a roku in the bedroom uh and then uh peacock wwe you know i got peacock well that's true peacock. well do you have this next streaming device? Because, <laughs> dear God, they're all on different ones. Of course. Um, on Apple Plus, we've got the brand new smash hit, Schmigadoo. I wanted to see that as well. That's the um, uh, Cecily Strong, Keegan-Michael Key show, right? It's so good. Oh, we have to watch that. Yeah. Oh, it's like all of the worst and best parts of like Oklahoma and Carousel and the music band and like all the classic musicals. Yeah. And all the jokes. Like Martin Short shows up and is like a leprechaun for 45 seconds and leaves and is never in the show. Like he just comes and like explains something and then leaves. Like I had him for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Martin Short, there and then another streaming device. I want to start watching that like only murders in town or something. We're two it's, episodes in. Is, only murders in the building. In the building. Is it good? We just started it. We're two okay. episodes in. It's okay yeah. so far. Okay. I think it needs to build. Sure, it's it's gotten good reviews, and I mean, how am I going to get mad at a Steve Martin Martin Short project? Probably Selena Gomez, but we'll, we'll tackle that when we get there. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's. Okay, cool. I, I know it's going to be the worst part of that, but we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of murders, murder. I, I saw a tweet today from uh, film director Ryan Johnson that the new Benoit Blanc film finished shooting today. Yes, it did. Knives oh, out. Very too. exciting Maps. to see the knives out or the, the next Benoit Block film. I really, really I, enjoyed the first one. So I'm really. Me too. I, I don't know who the fuck this could have been, but I want to say like maybe like four or five years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody just about like, like what, like just the reliance on franchises and, you know, 
characters, like pre, mm-hmm. like intellectual property. And I was like, why don't we have like new ones? Like, why don't we have like this? And one of the things I literally said was like, why don't we have like our own Hercule Poirot? And now we have one. And now we're going to get like, like 10, 10 of them. And I'm like, sure. That's the kind of thing I want 10 of is that. Yeah. I would watch 10 different versions of Knives Out. That was fun. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I, just give me 10 movies of Daniel Craig breaking down the intricacies of food. And I'm, I'm there. <laughs> That's yeah. all I need. He's really Look, exactly. If you give me that, plus like three or four minutes of like, like he's Stanfield pulling faces. Like, yeah. absolutely. I'm there. 100%. Just like hard segue. I am there for the movie that we are discussing today. So <laughs> If you haven't uh, been listening to the guest star series, the way it works is um, we let our guest stars know that we are doing the podcast with them and they give us a list of five movies for us to pick from and we all watch one and then we talk about it. Uh, I will say that the Colts had uh, maybe one of the most diverse lists that um, we've been presented we've been with. Presented with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to definitely take that as a prefer. Uh, three of the movies we did not own. So they <laughs> qualified it's a shame. uh two of which there is there's a shame a uh, babe which i don't know That's how i don't own I because own i know my grandmother had that movie and i rated her dvd collection when she passed and i just didn't take babe for whatever reason um 28 <laughs> days later which i've actually not seen as well you've never seen 20 days later not seen it before i need, need you know to... you need to see it i'm not going to tell you yes and uh the prince of egypt <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I, I, <laughs> I want to watch this movie so bad. And I know, so like, I was so astounded when it came up. And I was talking <laughs> to me in Chicago last weekend about it. And they're like, I think it was uh, Rich's friend Max. He's like, yo, that movie's fucking good. <laughs> I was like, All right, fine. Everyone's wearing People ride for Prince of Egypt. It's so good, man. Uh, it's like that and Step Brothers and Hot Rod. It's like people ride for those no, no. fucking movies. Prince of Egypt is so different than those, though. This is like a, little, a children's movie about a biblical tale. It's a little different. Uh, the, the fourth one we'd already done for the podcast, Easy A, so that's why we couldn't do that one. So it's left us with uh, what I would have wanted to watch of the five anyway. 1994 action classic, Speed. Uh, whose turn is it to read the box? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. It is. I think it's mine. No, I think it's yours, actually. Because you only read one of the Marine movies. That's correct. Yes, and you still fuck <laughs> it. Uh, we have a reading challenge. For those of you unaware, we read the back of the box. Whoever messes up more, uh, the winner has to uh, get to select a film franchise for the other person to watch. So, Samantha, go right ahead for Speed. Speed. Beyond high definition. That's just advertising. I know, it's I don't a Blu ray. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to read it. Really okay, no, just, just the synopsis. Keanu Reeves stars as an LAPD SWAT team specialist who is set to defuse a bomb that a revenge driven extortionist, Dennis Hopper, has planted on a city bus. But until he does, one of the passengers, Sandra Bullock, must keep the bus speeding through the streets of LA at more than 50 miles per hour, or the bomb will detonate. <laughs> right, and so, now you don't have to watch the movie. <laughs> exactly, well, you, know, you have to watch it. <laughs> uh, so if I'm not mistaken, from when you guys nominated this, had Julia never seen Speed before? That's correct. I've never seen it before. So was that part of the conversation? So how did Speed come up as part of the the nomination process beyond the fact that you had not seen it before? 
I, I think it was a movie that Tony, I had walked in on Tony watching like, an, like oh. multiple times. <laughs> walked in on is the right, <laughs> is, is the right phrase because that implies it's shameful. No, <laughs> I came upon him watching it. Yeah. Like, what is this? And then he explained it to me and it was always a movie that I was like, yeah, I would watch, I would watch that. But we never got around to it because there was not a lot of urgency behind it sure. until this fateful day. It's fateful day. I, <laughs> I want to say, like, I, I could be wrong. Speed for like our generation. So those who were born in like the late 80s, early 90s. So this movie came out when we were very much like in the middle of elementary school is like, like one of those like benchmark movies or like you remember when you kind of first saw it, at least for I did as a kid, because like seeing it, a photographic memory. Well, yeah. sure. But like seeing an R rated movie, like I saw this movie with my grandmother, like when she got it on VHS, probably like a year after it came out, like I saw this movie, like when I was like eight and I probably shouldn't have. And then it was on cable all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, and anytime yeah. it was on, you just watched it because, you know, not to steal from another podcast, this is the epitome of a rewatchable movie because it's just so, it's so 90s, it's so popcorn, but it's also meticulously done, like expertly crafted. So, Ooh. okay, <laughs> all right, we're gonna talk. Oh, we are, okay. All right. Expertly crap. We're gonna talk. Okay, I'm just gonna say it right now then, then we can just let this different. I think this is the greatest action movie of the 90s. Wow. Uh, Zoinks. Sorry, I forgot about Terminator 2. The second best action movie of the 90s. Wow, wow. all right. Please take your seats. Uh uh many films, including uh Saving Private Ryan. That's not an action movie. <laughs> It's a war. It's a war movie. What How about? Not I have layers. I'm like Shrek. Okay. How about Independence Day? Oh fuck! Break my balls. It's a top ten. 90s. It's like top three. Movie. How about How about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? It's a 90s shit. All right. Fuck. How about Die Hard with a Vengeance? This movie's gonna. By the time this movie's over, I don't like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um. Oh, <laughs> blasphemer. <laughs> Because I like the first one more. It's just, it It might be my bias of having such a fond childhood memory of it that mm. really drives it home for me. But honestly, like, it's so, it, like, even watching it now, having watched it 50 times, it's still white knuckle. It still, yeah. I think, has the, like, cast-wise, the oh, cast is the unassailable. Cast is, is great. The cast, even down to the supporting characters. Down to the subway train operator. What? I know you're wanting to talk about Richard Schiff. Keep your Schiff pants on. <laughs> um, I, I, I just absolutely love it. So I, I'm going to be biased throughout it. But I want to get the, the newbie's perspective. After your first time watching Speed, what did you think? Um, I thought that the movie was five different movies all at once and it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. And depending upon who was on the screen, like it could be the same scene, but the different actor, it would be a completely different movie. Hmm. Like some parts of it reminded me a lot of like Batman, like the um, Tim Burton Bat Batman, That's where right. it was like really campy. Yes. Like anything with the villain was 
the campiest shit I've ever heard. That's just Dennis Hopper. <laughs> I, I know. That's yeah. Um, and then like Keanu was in like a completely different movie than Jeff. Uh, Jeff, Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, they were in completely different films. Man, that's a lot to take in all at once. <laughs> so, so a little bit of I was, background. I drew like a pie chart of like who's in what really? movie. Of like what? Yeah, I was like, how much <laughs> of this movie? It's action, cheese, camp, romance, comedy. Those were my. Those were my. That's that's just that's just a nineties movie. That's just, that's just movies that came out of the nineties. You know what it is though is. I was sort of thinking about this earlier, and this this supports the point that Julia was making, is there are several times during this film where one character just kind of looks blankly at another character as if to say, okay, <laughs> or just kind of like stares off into the middle distance, like accepting his or her fate. <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell is going on? It's like, everybody's very confused about this movie. <laughs> So the, the movie does have a bit of a, an interesting backstory. So it originally was offered to the guy that did Die Hard. And he's like, pass, yeah. but give it give it to my my DP, uh, the wonderfully named Jan DeBont. Um, who Jan would, DeBont. Jan DeBont, uh, who is a great interviewer or a great interviewee, if you've ever seen him before. He has a really, really thick accent. And he's just very excited about what he does. He did this and Twister back to back. That guy had a fucking moment. Yeah. And that's um, like his entire career. Yeah. He, and then of course he did Speed 2, Cruise Control, which none of us have seen and none of us ever will see because we're human beings. Um, and then- <laughs> I saw the first half hour of it once. Yeah, I think I saw part of it once too. And he did- They were on a boat. He did, yeah, that's yeah, Cruise Control. What do you, what do you well, think? Well, no, because like? cars have cruise control, but it was a play on words because it's a cruise, like a cruise on a boat. Yeah, it's on a boat, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the boat can't slow down. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and then I think he did one other movie. He uh, did. He did two other movies, but only one is notable: Lara Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life, the sequel, the, the Tomb Raider sequel. That's oh right. Oh my god. Uh, so this kind of like disappeared. So like he got this movie, and uh, it, it was a script that had been passed around, and the script was largely rewit- rewritten by Josh Whedon. Uh, which was a cool fact up oh. to like two years ago um, <laughs> when <laughs> everyone realized, John, I know, especially for you as for like me, a huge so Buffy bad. fan. Yeah. Uh, and Firefly and everything Josh Whedon's ever done. So, so I, def- so I definitely up. see your guys' points in that the movie does feel a little bit of a few different genres at once. Yeah, it's like- because that is, I, I feel almost like a Josh Whedon-like hallmark is it, it all is. of his like it, for That's true like I, it is he integrates a lot of genres so yeah. like buffy is mainly action but it's also like horror, horror. and comedy and there was a little musical in every now and then yeah you, no there was one musical episode well, I'm just not a musical every now and then but he They're also state facts state accurate facts no i'm done no. I, I guess it's not so much that it's like my my complaint isn't that it's too many different types of movies. It's that like truly with the editing, it's like you're having characters talking to one another and they are not in the same movie. Like they are not having yeah. the same conversation. Like so what one of my one of my biggest complaints about the movie has always been the editing. Yeah. Which is yeah. funny because I believe that was one of, that was one the one it won the Oscar. <laughs> it was nominated for the editing Oscar. It won the it won the sound uh, awards. 
But just oh, you're okay. Regular editing it was. And there's like two or three moments in this movie where like it's dialogue sharp. Well, yeah, dialogue is cut so um when uh they're getting awarded the medals and mm-hmm. it's the reveal that that Howard Payne is still alive and he's clapping he goes way to go, Jack, way to go. It doesn't finish go. It cuts to like the the bar scene. And I always thought that was a um like a TV edit that just like yeah, gone yeah. wrong. So we're watching it happen. I was like, what the fuck? That's in like the regular movie too? Like how, like, how did that get past the cutting room floor? Right, right. It's just so jarring and weird. So I do agree there with you. There were a lot of jarring moments in it. But I think what makes it for me so great is that you just have, like this is the definition of high concept done to, to me and execution is i'm sorry high concept well what, what part about this movie is i agree oh, no, that, i agree that it is a a concept it's a well, concept no the definition really well the definition of high concept in film is it, it's basically kind of almost uh uh an oxymoron in that a high concept a high concept uh film premise is you walk in a room and it's one sentence so that's what a high concept. So like okay. the, the start yeah. of it was Jaws, where it's like there's uh, besides the fact that yeah. Jaws, shark terrorizes small New England town. Yeah. yeah. So is the one sentence of this film like bus in, can't slow down? Yeah. Infrastructure yeah. badly in badly needed repairs. Just infrastructure all yeah. over the all over the stand city. But then they had. I to, mean, it is LA. So the original the original conceit of the movie was that it was going to be 100 percent on the bus, and of course, yeah. studio notes are just like, "Well, we got to have something else." So that's when the elevator opening came in, which I love the elevators. The elevator sequence. I do not like the elevator title sequence at the beginning, but no, I do it took like so long. It took forever, and I <laughs> do not remember ever seeing it before. And it's definitely one thing I that like gets the truncated. opening, but not the title sequence part of it. Yeah, the opening credits and the title sequence have not held up well just no. because, like, it's like really old, like, font. <laughs> it looks like word art from uh, really like old. Windows 95. Yeah. yeah, and like those PowerPoint effects that you would do when you'd have to do like a PowerPoint, yeah. like, like, yeah, whoosh, or like the flip in or something you're expecting clippy to jump (laughs) up and be like it looks like you're making a title sequence yeah uh but then like i think why you don't remember it is because it gets largely truncated on tv because you don't have like the fucking cheek stabbing well no you got stabbed in the ear that i did not ever see before ever um but yeah going back to also what you were talking about how oh this is like a great action movie from our childhood i don't think i saw this movie until i was like an adult that's crazy to me I, I think that's age appropriate. Yeah, like I, I, my mom didn't let me watch like South Park when it came out. I couldn't. Watch. Me too, Sam. It was right like, on. You can't to see this R-rated movie. So. I was in my grandma's house. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this was, and also this is definitely not the kind of movie like my mom would take me to go see. Anyway. I think it really depends on on whether you grew up in a household where like cable action movies were on in that period between like 1995 and 2005 yeah and i definitely grew up in that kind of house so this was constantly on like tnt or whatever oh yeah Um, it still is it's not you know we only had that was not the kind of house yeah (laughs) yeah i watched pbs and like bbc like all like the british we're fancy british children it's cool Had had PBS, had PBS shown things like speed, then they'd be raising more money. Um, so they say. called it pace. It was very weird. <laughs> um, 
That's the suburbs bus. But okay, sorry. <laughs> did you end up enjoying it in some manner, Julia? I uh, yes. You know, at the end, on my notes, I have things written down like launch fifty feet. Hell yeah! And there's no way. And full of cans and don't fuck with daddy so i clearly you know i enjoyed myself i had a good time i was a little frustrated with the um so like it took him two years to plan the elevator thing right Mm -hmm. okay so then he was able to just like in a couple days turn around and do the bus thing it might be the next day I, like, so I don't think it's the next day. I think there is definitely some period of time. Come on, it's a lag time. But it's a, it's one thing that's uh, one thing that's always annoyed me about the movie is I always thought it just like Tony said. I thought it was like, damn, they they put together a ceremony because you figure Jeff Daniels is like on a cane, like so he's, he's recovered, recovery. right? But you got to figure he's weeks. out for like a couple weeks. Yeah, this is maybe yeah. two or three weeks later. Maybe a month. I would I would say I was thinking okay. ballpark of a month. But if it took him two years to do an elephant or elephant elevator thing, which is like contained and yeah, he pulls off the bus with yeah. Yeah, and he wouldn't be the type of person to plan a backup because he would think his first one would go through just fine. Yeah. So I agree. one thumb all the way up. If if we're, if we're poking holes in the beginning part of the movie, I have two big ones right here. Uh, so number one, one, the elevator rescue is, is a great, you know, nail biting sequence. Shout out Who's to like should have gotten cut off though. That would have been. Really I was waiting for it. Raise the stakes. I don't know if Tony yeah. noticed who one of the guys in the elevator was as a big Ma- Mad Men fan. Uh, the guy Bob who pushes the button. That's comedian Jimmy Barrett from Mad Men. Oh, yes, yeah, I, I did notice yeah. that. Yeah, he's also in Mulholland Drive. Yes, it's hard. It's hard to look like that and not be noticed. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Daniels ain't going up fucking 32 flights of steps on foot. He just ain't doing it. I don't care. I'm sorry. Yeah, no way. 34. Looks like we're walking it. Keanu, who just oozes cool, that whole opening sequence. He, he, no one has made more work out of a piece of gum than Keanu Reeves he in the opening of that movie. He wasn't even chewing gum. That was, I don't even think he was chewing gum. Just his cheek? Acting. He He's just an amazing but, actor. It, it's unclear what Dennis Hopper can and can't hear, like on his like earpiece. Like he can't hear them. Like it's like figuring out that he's in the freight elevators. Because like I guess it's just when he touches his ears when he can hear it. I, maybe he only had the elevators bugged. I guess maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't have the shaft under surveillance. It seemed like yeah. okay because they were able to freely move around in there, but they didn't want to talk. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I agree. It was weird. I, I have to agree, though, about Jeff Daniels and the staircase because I wrote down that they were not winded after walking up 30 flights of stairs. And I thought that was suspicious. Not even that sweating. Was. Not that a was. bead of sweat. I just don't understand why they would check every floor and every room and every office, but they wouldn't check the other elevator. Like, like nobody thought to check this other random elevator that's in the building that could have caught him a lot sooner. It, it's an action movie directed by somebody named Jan DeBond. I don't think we're supposed to look like that deeply. I'm a big fan <laughs> of people named Jan. So. I know. As you're, are As you wearing, wearing, you're wearing your Jan sweater from Mighty yeah, Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite, favorite scenes in the movie? Favorite, favorite scenes or least favorite scenes, I should say as well, for anybody. <sighs> I mean, I think 
like everybody, I think every line reading in this movie is complete genius. <laughs> <laughs> or alternately, the whim of a madman. <laughs> Dennis Hopper <sighs> did all the drugs from 1965 up until like the last couple of years before his untimely passing. Eh, you know what? He probably passed around the right time. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was kind of like, man, is Dennis Hopper just, just totally off it? You know, cause I was thinking back to some other of his performances in this kind of like decade type era. I was like, all right. Yeah. Is he like that crazy in Hoosiers? And it's like, yeah, he totally is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he isn't even this crazy in true romance where everybody is totally crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's like restrained. He's, he's the normal one in that. He very much is despite how he goes out. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he's, he's totally bizarre. He's totally bizarre. I love it. I, I love, love every him. line reading from from him, from Keanu, from Jeff Daniels. My favorite Jeff Daniels part is where he sees the motion sensor go oh, off in the house and he good. just turns to the camera and he gives it like that uh, look. Yeah. It's just that I know I'm fucked. Look, I know I'm dead. Yeah, it's it's such a great it's a good facial performance. Sure. Yeah. You have to expect that that's going to happen. So like how do you go in there and not expect that? I, yeah, it probably wasn't the smartest you know saying I mean? to go, go like, in guns blazing into some guys. Like, he's an expert bomber. Yeah. Right. Uh, Who knows all the tricks and protocols and everything. So like, why would you do that? So so another couple interesting uh, tweaks that the movie went through. Um, so the original draft had uh, the Howard Payne character like actually dying in that first scene. And the big bad of the movie ended up being Harry. As like oh, you know, like swear. underappreciated, which would not have worked at all. <laughs> would have totally sucked and ruined the movie. And gives Jack, you know, the, the emotional, you know, gravitas to move forward yeah. to to figure it out, and then start using his brain as opposed to you know just his muscles and his fucking you know big dick energy to to really all he did. I shouldn't give that much credit. He read a sweatshirt. <laughs> that's what he did. He looked at a sweatshirt and knew some sports trivia. And that's how he figured it all out. Just so long as the bad guy is still a cop, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yes. This um, movie is still copaganda, but I'm, you know, the bad guy is also a cop. So that is what it is. Cop on cop violence. It's, it's totally fine. Um, I, I think my favorite. Let them shoot each other. <laughs> I think my favorite stretch, uh, so of course the the bus pursuit like when keanu's trying to get on the bus is is just an amazing action sequence uh that was sorry no go ahead go ahead well okay so tony told me and i think this is right that this movie came out before um (laughs) the white bronco chasing oh yeah oj yeah but uh, only okay. a few weeks yeah okay and it has like almost the exact same shot for shot like white bronco going down that highway being chased yeah. by cop cars jack's car is a white bronco yeah and then he catches up to the jaguar guy but there's just this this white bronco driving down the la freeway in a helicopter shot <laughs> it's really surreal okay that was like the biggest sorry that was like when they were doing the pursuit i was like wait what there's there's a there's a couple like weird like 1994 moments i never realized in this so like as i'm like watching the movie and like they announce uh like the awards 
and Jeff Daniels steps forward. So I'm like, Harry, like, fuck. In both movies that he's in in 1994, he's named fucking Harry. And it's just like, Harry, yeah. like how, like, I, I never made that connection before. Yeah. Uh, and now I just want to swap out Jim Carrey in Speed and Keanu Reeves in Dumb and Dumber <laughs> to see which, if any of them get better. Be a fun little experiment. Um, but I, I think, think those are all really different movies, but I think they all still work. Yeah, I think they could Well, Dumb and Dumber, agree. Dumb and Dumber becomes a documentary. And <laughs> oh no, I mean 94. Look, Keanu Reeves is a saint. He's a great I love person. I love that Keanu Reeves has basically reached like this like Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers level of like yeah. goodwill, and that like he's just the most solid guy. Like yeah. he's For absolutely sure. amazing uh to his fans and just it like to work with. Canadian. That's how it goes. That's, that's how, how it goes. goes. But my actual favorite is uh, when they're having to go through the city because you get the dead end turn, you get uh, the kids, you get, of course, cans. Filled with cans. It was cans. You know, you know, we stand a good random throwaway line in a movie, and Samantha and I have done cans plenty of times. Oh, I do it all the time. Anytime yeah. I see cans, I just shout cans. Cans. It, it, yeah, that that whole stretch is so good. Um, you know, in the Jaguar that Keanu steals, mm-hmm. Tony noticed this, and I wrote it down. So the Jaguar, the two man's Jag, um, it only had 127 miles on it in the odometer. Good Lord, <laughs> he just bought it. Brand new car. <laughs> License plate tune man. Uh, I do know there are, besides uh, Sandy B, only two characters reprise their roles in Speed 2, uh, one of which is an uncredited cameo for Joe Morton as Mac. Um, okay. Very, very brief. And the other one is a uh, Jaguar guy who just happens- right? You just happens Tune to be passenger on the boat. Oh, Tune <laughs> Man is so unlucky. Uh, I believe former MVP on the show, Glenn Plummer, uh, he got an MVP for being in Saw 2 um, because uh, we had to watch he that at some point. Yep, somebody had to be the worst time that day than he did in Speed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there, like, there are so many good lines. I've, I've probably said uh, second to cans. You're fired. Everyone's fucking fired. Everyone's fired. I like when he, um, when the Taurus guy is like on the phone with Harry, he's like saying everything that Jack says, oh. and he's like relaying the messages, and then he's like, "Fuck oh, me, fuck me." He's like, "Oh darn, like, oh I darn." Think, I think it's so funny. I think it's great. Alan Ruck will always have a soft spot in my heart always. because uh, he's Cameron from Ferris Bueller, and also Tony and I once hung out with a man who looked exactly like Alan Ruck way was too late it Alan at night. Ruck? No, it wasn't. Uh, he was a former. Uh, he was an improv comedian from the group uh, Mod Twenty Seven. <laughs> That was a pathetic night. Who we went, who we had to drop off at his mom's house after partying. <laughs> and he asked us to come in and do coke if we wanted. Alan Ruck? And no, this past. An Alan Ruck lookalike guy, West Palm Beach. Alan Ruck was also in Bunheads. What's Bunheads? Shout out to Bunheads. Probably something about ballerinas. If I had to. Oh, is it, is it that ABC Family Show? It was, yeah. It was the Amy Sherman Palladino th- thing after Gilmore Girls starring Sutton Foster. And it's the story of a like Vegas showgirl who gets too drunk and mar- marries Alan Rock in the middle of the night, oh. and he takes her home. And uh, hijinks ensue. It's a spinoff <laughs> of Spin City. <laughs> Alan Ruck. So, like I said, the top six in this movie. Like, if you tell me, like, all right, we got a movie. We got Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, Alan Ruck, and Joe Morton. I'm like, this could be. It, it's- 
this could be like the crucible and i'm there like, like it could be anything and I'm, I'm gonna go fucking see it those are just like six actors that i five actors that i trust and keanu reeves is there <laughs> six actors i trust and keanu reeves uh and uh my favorite dennis hopper line uh, poor people are crazy i'm eccentric that's just yeah that just says everything about his character right that's fucking great, there that's a great line um, great villain. He's a really great villain, I find. I, I enjoy. Uh, he's in my pan. He's in my '90s pantheon. I enjoy his zingers, and uh, I think he's a good foil for for Keanu Reeves. I think that they play well off of each other, even though they weren't ever like actually in a scene. Oh, they were uh, just like like, like totally a scene. Yeah, until right, Subway. Until Subway. You know, like the whole movie builds up to it. Yeah. I think it was a really good way to build that tension. If I'm going to throw, not to make a bad joke here, but if I'm going to throw anybody under the like, bus, if I'm going to throw Jeff Daniels under the bus for not being able to climb up 32 flights of stairs, ain't no fucking way Dennis Hopper's climbing onto the top of a fucking Subway car. Well, I'm going to have Ortiz grab him out from under that bus because... Uh... Somebody's holding his legs. Hold my legs! Hold my legs! Hold his legs! <laughs> this movie does a great job of minor characters being memorable, which a lot of action yeah. movies don't. Yeah, also, oh, yeah. like a lot of action movies, like wouldn't give like it's not a lot of backstory, but even just Ortiz being like, "Hey, man, I got a wife," like immediately raises the stakes for that character. Whereas, like, you have no stakes. What? What are you spitting out for? I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't think it was going to be there. Where do you where do you think I was going with that? I don't know. I wasn't sure. Oh, great. I'm glad you think the worst of me. Um, but even she's, like she's been through enough with you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of you, I fucking love Sam the bus years. driver. <coughs> what do you say, Julia? Fourteen years, right, guys? Yeah. 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 I'm glad someone's got enthusiasm for it. Uh, <laughs> it's our gimmick. Uh, Sam the bus driver. I want a version where. Like Sam, the bus driver doesn't get shot, and it's just Keanu and him. <laughs> like, I feel like that situation would be handled real fucking quick with Sam, the bus driver. I mean, how he still couldn't have the bus go under fifty? I don't know. He still couldn't defuse it. Keanu still stab the gas tank because he's a fucking idiot. I feel like Sam, the bus driver, would just be like, "We got this. Don't worry. <laughs> just keep driving, and they'd figure it out." <laughs> it does sort of seem like nothing to phase him. I mean, the only moment that he really lets anything get to him is when the sheet of paper flies up against the window and says bomb on bus. And then yeah. like his book comes off. That's the only time that he's like, Oh shit. Uh, but other than that, he's, he's like remarkably chill. Even when he gets shot in the back, he's, he's pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, how you feel, man? Like I've been shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like he's, he's totally chill. Yeah. I love that day guy. in LA. Uh, that part in the movie always confused the hell out of me as a kid because like Keanu notices, cause he's slowed down in front of the bus, that the bus behind him is slowing down. I'm like, does that car have a way to tell what the car's like speed is around you? No, I know, but like as an eight-year-old, I didn't know that. I was just like, man, that's crazy. That car can know how much the car behind it is going. Like that just I was a dumb kid. Um what, magic, what, man, man. what buses go on the freeway anyway? A lot of buses go on the freeway. Really? There are buses here that go on like the highway. We've never huh. been anywhere with like really good public transportation except for Gainesville. And you never really have to go on the highway with yeah. Gainesville. But places that have good public transportation, they have to take the highway to get places. 
Express buses, yeah. Yeah, express buses and, and things like that. I don't know how it works in LA. I've never lived there. Well, I'm wrong. Man, rush hour routes express into downtown from the outlying areas. I used to take the bus on the highway once a week. Cool. Well, I did that later gator all the time. Never went on the highway. <laughs> later gator. Jesus. Well, I've never had to really take the bus. Um, qu- uh, questions that we really should be asking. What did that guy do when he pulled the gun that he thinks he's being looked for? Like, well, that guy probably killed a lot of people. Hey, man, I don't care about your crime. Whatever you did, I'm sure that you're sorry. We're just two guys out for a stroll. I think that's what he says. <laughs> now, I'm going to put my gun away. <laughs> um, what did he do? I'm going to I'm gonna just guess, like, armed robbery or something, because he seems pretty quick to just pull a piece. Yeah. yeah. I think that that makes sense. Probably. Um, least favorite parts of the movie or, or, or scenes or things you don't necessarily like without getting too deep into performances, which we will get into our MVPs and LVPs here in a, in a few moments. What do you got, Joy? I, I was so frustrated. Okay, and this might not be the movie's fault. This could just be LA's infrastructure, but the fucking subway track was not finished. Okay, so we've got elevator issues. We've got this bus and then like the freeway is not finished. Yeah, finished, yep. And now we have like the subway tracks. I'm like, well, Ellie, what the hell is going on? I was like, what is, why is nothing finished being built? I'm sure that there are people in LA that would probably be like, that's the most realistic thing about this movie. (laughs) They're like, the 110 is still not done. Yeah. Yeah. But for like, but for like a layman like me that just doesn't fucking know, I'm like, man, nothing is fucking done and Nothing's built. Done. Like but you, then, but then I try to go on I four, and I'm like, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nothing's done. The the final stretch does get like a little bit too nutty for me. Well, like it's a little bit repetitive. Like they were on the bus, and the big challenge was the you have to do that big jump because there was a gap because the yes. wasn't done, and yes. then oh, the subway track. Is not done. Which, which, like, which, even beyond the fact that I believe Mistbusters did like just flat out say like there's no fucking way in hell. Which I, 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 I knew the bus could do that. I knew that at eight. But you, even when you is watch, that a myth that needs to get busted? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all knew that. That's like Luke Skywalker pulling an X-wing out of the swamp on Dagobah. <laughs> Are they gonna bust that shit next? Like <laughs> they did it. Like as soon as it takes off, it's going down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe, like, the first time they did it, uh, like, the camera they had set up, the bus, like, shat, like, landed on the camera they had set up. Pancaked it. <laughs> they pancaked the camera. So Young was like, we have to do it again. And, like, they, they managed to make it work, but that hasn't aged well <laughs> to yeah. me. Um, like, yeah. how that looks. Um, some of the dialogue, like we discussed, it does get a little cheesy. I mean, yeah, well, I'm taller. It's still a really cool kill line. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, that was gonna be that's 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 one of my gripes with the movie. Yeah. Since we're talking about gripes, my first gripe, and I'll get to the tagline of the movie, but my first gripe is the opening sequence, the elevator rescue, mm-hmm. is nearly thirty minutes it's long. So long, and it was pretty long. You don't need that much to establish everybody, and like, it's cute that they like establish and then reference in the first 15 minutes the whole like shoot the hostage bit and mm-hmm. but then they don't go back to that at all they like yeah, set it up and then pay it off in 20 minutes it, it it's like its own short film kind of yeah. okay. it's very odd um 
And then, yeah, I was going to ask you guys, what does that line, yeah, well, I'm taller, after he shoves Dennis Hopper's head into a railroad signal and decapitates him, what does that even mean? Like, why does it matter that he's taller? It seems but, totally nonsensical to me. Like standing... So I think what he means is that now, because Dennis Hopper is oh, headless, cut off. yeah, he's headless now, so Keanu yeah. Reeves will permanently be taller because okay, he doesn't yeah. have a head. Also, I, I don't think that's how I took it. That's how I took it. Okay. That's how I've always taken it. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I just I just never made that connection because I was like, well, you were already taller than Dennis Hopper. Right, right. Like, you're already taller. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I used to think the same yeah. way to Tony. I was like, well, if he was taller and he was in that position where he'd definitely lose his head. <laughs> like, if he'd but, said, like, well, I look better in a hat or something, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I bet you do. Your, your head's attached to your body. <laughs> Well, also, I mean, Keanu, I, I wouldn't put Keanu in a in a hat in this. I mean, because this was a big deal. Keanu cutting his hair. His head. Shaving his head. Yeah. Shed the shaved head. after Point Break, right? Oh, much after, yeah. Much after. This was after uh, Dracula. This was after My Own Private Idaho. Bill and Ted, like, he was known. After he that. fell in love with his hair in the film River's Edge with Crispin Glover. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um which we will not do on Married with Movies ever. Uh, <laughs> not a Married with Movies movie. Uh, no, it's not an anyone should see it movie. All right, let's let's get into performances and let's get into MVP and LVP. LVP for me, I think, is very difficult because I I, I don't have it as any of the main six. It, it's almost the two that I have are extremely tertiary characters. Not even tertiary, like a, a level below that. Uh, unless there's somebody that I'm forgetting that's more egregious. Uh, the two nominees that I have are uh, the gun guy, the, the 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 felon on board the uh, the bus. Yeah, he, he he's not great. Even even like when he's part of the group later, and he's like, I didn't mean to shoot that guy. He just bad. Yeah, his acting is bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other I'm one. The fucking bus. It's like uh, it's just really not good. Yeah. 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 Uh, but to me, he's personally trumped by earring guy, who I've always hated in this movie <laughs> who's earring guy so he's the guy he's like yeah funny joke man there's a bomb on the bus oh the guy with the earring the guy who's got like the very 90s haircut he kind of looks like he's like, he like joey he's lawrence <laughs> yeah he, yeah. Oh. yeah he looks like he but like if he followed yeah. around like pearl jam for six months yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. joey lawrence as eddie vetter what about helen <sighs> so helen Helen, I more so chalk up to the character and not the performer. Nah, no, man, oh, I see. I love. She is very much. Helen sucks. Like that, like that. <laughs> My that one note was fucking me. Helen, though. Yeah, I got Helen. She ruins everything. I, I have a soft spot for the actress because she is like that okay. character in everything. No, no, she she's not blown up at every movie. Well, she didn't get blown up at every movie. Well, it's actually, does she get shot? She's in too long, too, wasn't she? Uh, that I don't remember. I uh, so she's a veteran character. You gotta tell her she can take her to the boat and speed to cruise control. She's she, definitely addicted to math in most of the things that she's in. She yeah. plays basically the same character but more obnoxious and no country for old men. Wait, was she in the happening? Uh, was she the dead lady at the end? Maybe. No, 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 not the lady. Not the lady that they like. Like that smashes her face through the no, window. No, 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 no. No, she's uh she's the mom in No Country for Old Men, like in the cards, like with uh the wife. It's like, like yeah. tell me I got the cancer. And it's like really over the top for No Country for Old Men. Uh, in El Paso, yeah. So I guess I'd be fine if we did give it to Helen. It would make me very sad. But earring guy, like even when the <laughs> territory, like when they make the jump, he's like, We are way out of control. It's like 
dude, you're not going to get a vehicle off of this. Know your role. You're you're the ninth important passenger in speed. She wasn't too one through. She wasn't too one through. It's okay. We saw that movie. Yes. Uh, Yo, I I agree. Like, I think I just don't think her reactions were very good. Her facial expressions took me out of it. I don't know how authentic it was. Um, but I also agree with that guy with the gun, the gun guy. Oh, so we have oh, so we have we have bolts all over the place. I don't like. I don't like his delivery of the line. So I went with earring guy. You went with gun guy. Julia's going with Helen. Tony, you got to break this tie here. Or throw someone else in the mix. Yeah, who can I throw in the mix? Um, what about the woman that didn't want to get off the elevator? <laughs> in the opening scene? I'm just like, oh, hey, come on, they're trying. They're trying. I, I didn't understand that. That's frustrating. Um, I think, yeah, probably the gun guy. The gun guy? All right. The so gun that... guy. I mean, he shoots Sam gratuitously. He doesn't do anything useful. He doesn't even hold Ortiz's legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he even doing? He was... He's not back here. He's not back here. That's all he's doing is running to the back of the bus to see if they ran over Keanu. And it's like, no. All right. Well, okay. Thanks for that. But yeah. So I, I, I think these are all good points. But I also am very struck by the fact that None of us have yet to bring up Sandra Bullock's character. We have not discussed her at all. Well, I think that's being saved for our next conversation. And it pains me to say it, but I think she is the MVP of the movie. Well, if character or performance? I think a combination of both. Because if, if we're going performance, like she's kind of forgettable. And I just miss the Sandra Bullock of Miss Congeniality, I think, as I'm looking for. This, like they say in the description of this movie that she's spunky i'm like no she just says no she's not like well she lost her license for speeding and yeah you know, she tracks wise every once in a while and she she to me is like an important through line in the movie and that like you know an everyday person that is thrown into this situation and how they would react to it and i think she does a good job of that in that she keeps her 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 spunk and her charm she you know i think has some of the funnier parts to the movie but also she's still kind of a fucking badass like in a in a time where you know basically if you weren't linda hamilton or sigourney weaver in a fucking movie you were just a damsel in distress she devolves to that at the end out of necessity but she's still kind of fucking crushing it throughout i also do uh wins above replacement uh and that uh, originally, that character was supposed to be like just straight comic foil partner to Keanu Reeves, and it was going to be Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, so imagine speed with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> so, so very interesting. I had seen another story that the part was originally offered to Halle Berry, and yes. she turned it down. I did see but that. But then later, of course, Halle Berry took a very much C and D list version of this same part in the later film executive decision alongside mm-hmm. Kurt Russell yep where she has to like help him land the plane after a terrorist hijack it in a very uh ominous pre 911 sort of film where they use the plane as a bomb um we watched this on 911 by the way it's what I'm oh, pointing out <laughs> we did awesome anniversary flick yeah we watched this on yeah. we watched this uh, we no speed yeah we watched not speed on that, uh that, yeah. oh speed on 911 was like not executive decision oh my gosh <laughs> no um no but 
you know, just talking about Sandy for a minute, I thought she was the best actor in the in the movie. I thought that. Well, I think she was a great. I just didn't. I wasn't really blown away with like the fact that we haven't talked about her right. in any of the like funny things that happen in the film, or like she just wasn't that sparkling for me in the film. I think for me, subconsciously, I was just I was waiting to make like my case because you know Je- Jeff Daniels is at this point was a very, very underrated actor. And I still feel like he is underrated in certain aspects um, because he does, well, he does I did so too, much. Because I, I was like, oh, Jeff Daniels trying to be funny. Oh, you just always, you just thought he was a comedy actor. You had no idea he was like a fucking well, serious like, oh, dramatic actor. I'm sorry, right? I was like, Jeff Daniels trying to be so serious. Like he's yeah. such a serious actor. And you're like, he's a very serious actor. But the thing I know him most for is Dumb and Dumber, sure. which is like, you know, one of the biggest comedies ever. And I'm like, how can you say he's a serious actor when like, that's the first movie that comes to mind. But well, also I also know, know he he won like an Emmy actors. for like best actor. Yes, I know now. I didn't. The first two Jeff Daniels movies I ever saw were Dumb and Dumber and The Squid and the Whale. Yeah. See exactly <laughs> my point. Squid and the Whale, uh, another movie that Tony and I believe went to go see together in theaters. <laughs> I'll so, consult my book. I'll have yeah, to look at for it. For those of you um, listening, I think we've referenced this before on other um, episodes, but um, Mullet is obsessive to a point that, and he loves movies. It's one of the reasons why we do this show, that he used to keep a book. Have we talked about it this before? We have. So I, I have a proposal to make once we once we finish oh. with Speed, it, depending on what the Colts uh, time frame is uh, after this. The last this, time I said yes to you. We, we have rings on our fingers. <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually pulled that notebook. Oh, you did? Not too long ago. I can go well, through okay. from our so, college days right. and tell you so, exactly which movies Tony and I went to go oh see. Oh, my gosh. Every movie he would go see and who he would see it with. And then he would do this like weird friendship test to see like, who he saw the best movies with. And Tony, you were always in like the, yes. the top three. And my like parents were always year. at the bottom. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you always go see like small soldiers with Bob and Noreen. And then you go see like No Country hey, for hey. All Men with me. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Don't no, it was more, it was more like like fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah. <laughs> like Big Mama's House too. Yeah, you said We'll get to it. Yeah. But yeah, so, so. So, but Daniels ultimately is not the MVP of the movie. Hopper is a pantheon bad guy, but it's almost like too eccentric and weird to like really right. pull and it like, down. And this is yeah. probably Keanu's best shot at it. And I could make a case that this is the best he's ever been outside of John Wick movies, which, I, I, which I also have not seen. Whoa. I think he is very it. good in this movie for what he's tasked to do and a believable action hero. And then what? ultimately leads me to, to, like Tony said, Sandra Bullock to be the heart and soul and like the best actress in, in the flick. And I was just building up to this point, not forgetting about her, but just like being like, look, I can't believe like I'd pick Sandra Bullock over the other three. But after watching it this time, yeah, I think she's the reason why this movie works t- for me to the extent that it does. So just to be clear, we did choose uh, Daniel Villarreal. Uh, as the LVP, as a uh, Ray, the the gun guy on the bus. Ray, gun guy, gun guy. All right. I remember that name now. Uh, Daniel, uh, uh, it's uh, right there. He does not have a Wikipedia page. Go figure. I have to agree with you. I think Sandra Bullock is the reason the movie works. I think she's the only person that is in the movie that this movie is trying to be. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. And therefore, she's the one that holds it together. She's like the straight man, but... Like, 
Keanu's doing his thing and Hopper's over here and she's just like, I'm driving the motherfucking bus. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, you are. All right, yeah, let's do it. I trust you, Sandy. I um, I I love, we have the same thing when we're like making our cases and arguments where one person will say something and it's just like, okay, nope, I know exactly why you're right now. And that's the exact same thing just happened to Julie where he's like, he's, she's in the movie that's meant to be main. She goes, yep, that's, that's it. That's yeah. She was like the only person actually read the script and was like, I see what movie this is. Yeah, I got it. Everyone else just did their own thing. No, I I agree with all the points that you made, Mullet, except for what you were talking about with Keanu, but we'll get there when we get to those movies. I think he's really underrated. I don't remember what I said on the Point Break episode, but I'm going to go against everything I said on the uh, Point He break was episode. the LVP. <laughs> I'm going to everything I said on the, on the Point Break episode. Um, I don't know why. Like, some of my, my favorite rewatchable movies star Keanu. And there's just something about him. His, his like, charisma, like, his, like... Was he going to be your 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 vote? I was going to I was gonna push a little bit for him, but... So was I. Sandra Bullock... Bullock is ultimately definitely the best part, and I'm a big Sandra Bullock fan as well. Yeah. Um, but I think Keanu, I just think he it it was fun to watch him. Okay, yeah, sure. Got He's really, very compelling. Yeah. yeah, very compelling. I got really engaged with it, and then like when Harry died and he had like the meltdown and stuff, like I bought into it. Like I felt like it was an authentic performance and reaction in that scene, not necessarily all through the movie this is the most yeah. authentic and yeah. believable i've seen a keanu action performance in but not football performance. <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> it was no skinner darkly no i uh, which i believe we saw together we'll take <laughs> the book out and see on the list, yeah julia were you uh were you gonna have a different mvp uh nominee uh no i'll i'm gonna lean into uh sandra bullock I know I originally said it was striking to me that we hadn't talked about her in any way, but Tony's right. She's kind of the straight, she's like the invisible line that takes the whole movie through. Right. Yeah. And just, she's so, I mean, this movie like launched her, like, you know, she'd done Mm -hmm. other things, but like her career started right green tomatoes and other stuff. Yeah. She, Yeah. but you see like every movie she got from this, just from as, even as quick of, just every like little yeah. quick line of why aren't you in school and get your ass behind the yellow line like she just has this like easy yeah. natural like charisma where it's like i know that woman like i i feel like i would be on the bus with her in this situation and that's how exactly that person would act like yeah um, that's what i mean is i i would also like to just throw honorable mention i don't think that he deserves the win but i think honorable mention for Carlos Carrasco as Ortiz. I love Ortiz. Man. Ortiz is great. He's the yeah. man. Solid uh, ensemble character. Yeah, he's just a, just a good a, a good big dude who just, uh, you know, again, has a few funny lines, you know, is super believable. He makes you, uh, you know, emotional. Like the scene, like early in the movie when, you know, he's complaining about Alan Ruck's character, who was originally written as kind of like a third level villain, like he was going to get killed because he was just like an unlikable douchey lawyer. And they kind of made him just like an, you know, kind of out of his place tourist, you know, he's complaining about him and in the movie they're embracing in this like good moment where like they they survived this ordeal and saved each other. Now they're going to, now they're they're probably going to go to like Roscoe's chicken and waffles and be friends for life, you know, like (laughs) classic LA story. Uh, I also. I mean, he's nowhere the MVP, but I could watch Joe Morton read the fucking phone book backwards. 
I love Joe Morton in everything that he is in. He is also in, as I mentioned earlier, probably the actual greatest action movie of the 90s, Terminator. Executive Decision. <laughs> Wait, is he in no, Executive Decision? He's in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Joe yeah, Morton. I don't know. He uh, plays a character yeah. called, called Cappy. Joe Morton. Uh, neck gets broken. Has oh been God. in like 9,000 movies. That's he's been really in everything. Um, yeah, he always makes me like, when I see him in a movie, I always like pay attention because... I trust him. I mean, granted, I shouldn't say that. He literally was in Justice League. Um, Which one? Both of them. Oh. He's Cyborg's dad in both of them. Um, I'd like to congratulate. We'd like to congratulate Sandra Bullock for joining our multi-time MVP list. That's her second MVP after Miss Congeniality. Um, yeah. So yeah, my favorite movies of all time. She has joined uh, an ever-growing list. I think we got almost fifty. Uh, multi-time MVPs here. How many? I'm curious. How many females are on this list? Unfortunately, not many because uh, well, it's Hollywood. The winners of, of the Mullet Awards are notoriously white men. Those, the nominees and women. Well, those are the people that vote as well. Uh, other multi-time female MVPs: the aforementioned Sigourney Weaver, Emma Stone has three. I believe she's the female clubhouse leader. Um, and is that fucking it? Uh, Rose Byrne has two, mm-hmm. and Reese Witherspoon has two. And all the rest are dudes. Hey, you not have like Meryl Streep or something? We haven't um, watched a lot of. Ooh, do you guys want to do Mamma Mia? We've, We've done, done both Mamma Mia's. And Meryl didn't win. No, God no. No. The first no. one was uh, Julie Walters, and the second yes. one was uh, Lily Julie James. Walters, and how can it not be Lily James? Yeah. And of course, Julie the LVP. Walters, the woman who played. The, Who is Julie Walters? Uh, the kooky friend, not not Christine Baranski. The short. How did you not give it to Christine Baranski? Eh. It was close. We we had a lot of okay. arguments. This is also like our fifth episode, so <laughs> it's a long time. Well, ago. if you want to redo it. No, 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 no. I'm not quite all right. Do that. The LVP is obviously Brosnan and Cher. Cruise Control. Mama Mia Two. Cruise, Mama Mia Two, Cruise we did Control. Mama Mia Two as well. <laughs> oh Again, my gosh! I love oh taking. Face. I love we'll taking. We'll do the third one when it comes out with you. I almost strangled you immediately. There's, there's, there's gonna be. Abba's releasing new music like Abba. every day. I love Abba. Okay, and so you know they're gonna make a Mama Mia Three. I don't know why you're not anticipating it. I'll just listen to the fucking soundtrack. Um, We're gonna watch the movie. Oh, why would you not watch Stellan Skarsgård sing when you can watch it? Right. I feel like when I listen to it, I'm seeing it anyway. A um, couple other quick notes I have. Uh, another reason I was going to uh, pitch Keanu as MVP, motherfucker did like most of his stunts. No, like almost all of his own stunts. He was not afraid. Like seeing certain shots, I'm like, that's Keanu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's blatantly him getting blown into the back of a door. You know, and I believe also like, they had to talk him out of doing the the jump onto the bus. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't need a stunt man. Like, he put somebody out of work because he wanted to do his own stuff. Yeah, he's a madman in this, and uh, God bless him. Uh, there's nothing I miss more than the complexity of '90s phones. Like, <laughs> just, just God, you can never be so beneficial of living in the world we do now, where like you just have a cell phone. You don't have to take a phone out of a car or just hope to know the number of a payphone, like- A payphone, a phone booth, a payphone, phone booth. I got this, I got that confused. Samantha thought the movie phone booth was called payphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's what it is. Right, yeah. so like when the payphone was ringing, I was like, 
are we watching payphone? Like, do you mean phone booth? It's like, absolutely, I mean phone booth. I'm so sorry. Please unpause the movie. Let's yeah. keep watching. That just makes me think that uh, somebody should make a film about a mafia enforcer called Collect Call. <laughs> That really features a phone booth and a guy who has no coins and uh, is like a mafia enforcer. That sounds like a Jason Statham movie that was filmed on acid. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Jason yeah. Statham would definitely star. Yeah. Like a coin. Uh, what other final notes or comments on speed? Like, go get my other notebook. I mean, I think it's a classic, but it's 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 kind of it's a classic in premise. But I think it's one of those movies that when you when you really do a close watch, it doesn't hold together quite as well as you might think, because it is like two and a half hours long. And as you said, the premise is bus can't slow down. <laughs> it's like two hours, 20. It's no, it's only long. it's 116 minutes. It's under two. It's under two? Under two Good. hours. I don't think it's a good thing that Tony feels like it's I, two and a half. It felt like two hours. It's it's like really long. Long. I kept asking when this movie was because like the bus exploded into the plane and it's like okay yay there's another 20 but then there's half an hour and then there's more yeah it does feel like considering what everyone remembers about it you figure the elevator is half an hour and the ending is 20 minutes you're only on the bus like like 35 40 minutes like it's it's it is the majority if you want to like pie chart it but yeah it is I'm just unabashed my my love of this movie. So I, I, I'm still skewed, but I definitely agree with everyone's points. It's just not going to hurt my predetermined score for this. Oh my gosh. So, such a... so I, I just can't help myself. Okay. Um, did you have any other comments or notes that we didn't tackle? No, we you, covered everything. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's, let's score it then. Uh, we always start with our guests. So on a score, uh, on a scale of one to 10, you can go halves. Um, what would you score speed? We'll start with the uh, ladies first, Julia. Uh, I give it a, I have to, I can't do quarters. No, no just no the quarters. halves or fulls. All right. 7.5. 7.5 for speed. Tony. Give yeah. I think I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Oh. Going lower. I like to the prize. Wow. That's interesting. He definitely, he has his intellectual critic hat on, so I, I get that. Yeah, yes. Thanks for not calling Julian intellectual. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant. We talked about Cetinus uh, in the afternoon. Totally what you meant. Just when you read, um, I read these movies we saw together. As Tony goes to like art house, like art films. We go together, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to that. Can we get popcorn? Right, and I'm like, cool, I'll take a nap. Yeah. One, one does not eat popcorn during the third man. It's too much crunching. You can't hear the zither soundtrack. Um, I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of great quotes, but I, I think I'm going to steer the course and give it a seven and a half as well. Don't fuck with daddy. Don't fuck Don't with daddy. With Guys are in the, be you, prepared. It's the Boy Scout marching song. God, Dennis Hopper's so good in this movie. I already regret not pushing for him more. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 one of my favorite action movies. Uh, I grew up with it. Probably shouldn't have. Um, right, I, think that, I think that's <laughs> like the defining. I mean, it could be it could be worse. My grandmother could have showed me all the John Wayne movies she owned. Um, she didn't. 
Nah, well, she didn't have a lot of them back then because they were hard to find and they probably should have stayed hard to find. I'm giving speed oh so close to it. I'm going to give speed a nine and a half. I just, I I could watch this movie every fucking day and pick up on something new for it. I think the action pieces are so great. I think for an an action movie of its level and its caliber, it does everything almost perfectly to me. So that's, that's my score. So we'll average it out to be a 7.875. I think that that is a more accurate score for the movie. Well, I'm glad I shot it up a little bit <laughs> with what I gave it. And so what would our score be, an 8? Uh, yes, our score technically for our, uh, our, yeah, our purposes. No, we'll just be an 8. Oh, eight we'll have everyone do it. We'll figure it out later. Um, it's like how I'm grading. Yeah. Well, we, we I have like a whole... I have a whole... I'll just figure it out later a teacher when we yeah. pre- we prepare for our uh our end of the year awards yeah. we have a whole little like rating system we yeah, gotta and I have determine a cheat, cheat. we're hardcore here we're hardcore but with we that try. we thank you guys so very much for joining us the floor is now yours please uh promote and tell people where they can find you or whatever you want tell people to uh, be on the lookout for starting with julia uh okay so as of like two days ago, mm-hmm. I have opened an Etsy shop. Hell what? yeah. And you can, you should pull it up on a device right now if you have it so you can look at it. And you, we can do live reviews on the air. Oh, yeah. What it's is called there? Cult Cuts. Oh. Like a play on cold cuts. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally got it. It, it will be it will be linked in the, the description of the podcast. Don't overexplain the pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is so, so cool. I make I make paper greeting cards. I'm so funny. and I also oh man. Let her do her promotion. Sorry, go. I'm sorry. I also do um like custom wedding cards or like wedding gifts. So I'll take your image of your wedding day and I'll recreate it using paper. And so I cut out different shapes of paper, kind of like paper dolls, but a little more stylized. Um, but I've been really getting into the cards lately. So They're really beautiful. Uh, Colt cuts. I my stickers are on the way, so don't order quite yet or do, whatever. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. And like I said, it will be in the description of the podcast. So uh, wherever you get your podcast, uh, just click on the link there for Colt Cuts. And uh, I, I'm going to have oh, way man. too many of these purchased for me from my wife. I can oh, already tell. Oh, and then you can also follow our cat on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yes. That probably won't be linked. Okay, fine. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Gloria underscore Ray underscore Ragdoll. And this is on TikTok. I only sort of know. I, I mean, Gloria only sort of knows what she's doing on there. So, you know. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that I host a podcast where somebody said, check out my cat's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you invited us. <laughs> Tony, Tony, what's your TikTok? Uh, Tony, what do you, you know me? Uh, I always get on uh, a podcast, and at the end, I say uh, I don't have anything to promote. I don't post, and I'm not on social media. So uh, tax the rich and keep watching good movies. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter. Do you have that written down? Yep, at Philip, Philip on Chips. Yep. 
I have so much. The, the name half, half the description then, is going to be Julia's plugs. Then on chips. Philip on chips. On chips. But Philip <laughs> liked the name. Hi, Gloria. Well, for me, the same as it always goes with the podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Mary with Movies, Mary with Movies at gmail.com. Follow me at your host, Malt38, on Instagram for my show, Box and Friends, where I show off the many, many things that I collect with friends and raise money for good causes. Um, and my retro wrestling diary, arcadeadio.net slash podbloggle. I do believe this episode will be airing. Oh, I already said it's airing this week. So this week's episode is my recap. Every 16 shows, I recap what I just uh, what I just watched. Who was the, the best and the worst? Um, and now I will div- I will go into the year 1995, which unequivocally is the worst year in professional wrestling history. So if I'm in a bad mood for the next 16 weeks, that is why. That's why? That's why. Yeah. Good. At least I'll know. 16 weeks? Yeah. Wait, why are you taking that on? Well, no. So, uh, well, so. He has one a week. Yeah, I watch one. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Just like take it easy, man. Like, well, that's how I started this was. Back, he didn't do hardly anything. Yeah, I just watch wrestling. I watch I watch a rest a random wrestling uh, not random. I watch every wrestling pay per view in order, and I've reached the point where it's 1995. So, but it, it, so now like present day wrestling, there's a, a pay per view. I think every weekend, sometimes mm. twice a weekend, if you include. I don't watch those really that much anymore. Oh, you're not gonna do your pop goggle no. on them? No, I just I just go up to Chicago and see him in person. Uh, <laughs> At Jam with your Sam on all social media. Um, I rarely post, but when I do, it's worth it. Um, if <laughs> you follow me on Instagram, you got a sneak peek of uh, last week's episode. Oh, I forgot. Um, of, of Little Mullet dressed as Shawn Michaels, his favorite wrestler. As so, a kid. As a kid. And um, what did I say in this? I said, if you want to see. Oh, no, I don't want to click on like your stuff. Get, get that out. Don't give him the hits. If you want Mullet to recreate the look, rate and review our podcast on your preferred podcasting platform and leave the hashtag, hashtag Mullet as Luke Trapper. Wait, I didn't so, read this. Hold on. Wait, oh, what? So you don't read my post? No. You don't follow me on Instagram at no. with your Sam? I see myself as a child and I'm satisfied enough. Well, I showed it to you. I said, is this okay to post? And you said, yeah, sure. I, the so picture. I, did I didn't read the rest of it. Uh-huh. It's a the fact that you were satisfied contrast. with yourself as a child shows everything about why you look the way you do now Molly. exactly exactly it's a verbal contract right tony Fuck. right tony <laughs> it's legally binding that he would have to recreate the look right I mean, i'm not a lawyer or nothing but that sounds official to me oh see it's official that's such a don rickles like tear down fuck he's <laughs> a hockey puck you fucking like looking at yourself as a kid uh i i hate that photo because my aunt uh, oh no, actually it's before, and that's at my, my house, not my aunt's house. We went to go trick-or-treating at my aunt's house because it's a better neighborhood. And she goes, you don't look like a wrestler. So she just stuffed my shirt with like paper towels to make them look like muscles. And I was like, he's not really the most muscular guy. And she's like, so why is he your favorite? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about body issues. You yeah, know, that's why, know. that's why body dysmorphia now. That's Next awesome. week on Podbloggle. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I every episode with guest stars just turns into that's just just shit yeah, on mullet. You should get some of your own friends on this show. Gloria, any final thoughts? Hi, Gloria. Uh, 
Uh, Gloria gave a great mullet impression this morning. Um, actually, it was but she shit her pants. More of an ode to Bob, yeah. When she she unloaded and uh, crapped herself, and it stuck in the hair, so we had to spend about uh, half an hour cleaning our cat. I mean, just be happy you never had to share a bathroom with him, Tony. Yes, he did. No, he had his own. Not that's the whole true. time. <laughs> not the, not the, the whole time. The first six months, Keaton had the back bedroom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Not the whole never time. mind then. I'm a, I apologize for your past traumatic experiences. Hey, sorry. We all we all made it, right? Yeah, yeah. Somehow. For a mullet and my butthole. <laughs> this is uh mullet and Tony and Julia. I don't I don't normally do this side. I don't really know. Signing out for this week's episode. This week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch slash table. Slash the movies. Slash the toilet, apparently. You have a poop report. No, it's not the poop. Keaton named it the poop report. For good reason. I don't Keaton? track my poops. <laughs> you can delete this now. I think you should, like medically, right? Aren't you kind of supposed to? I probably probably should have. <laughs> ah, October 15th. Not too late. I had to flush three times. Bless me to heaven you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.